0: boys you know i usually like to start with like a humorous bit about raytheon or smash surprise summer blockbuster hit the hobbit desolation of smaug but today's kind of a, a, a somber day for the podcast the state of texas and the football world really and that's uh you know we received word yesterday and really like i guess it's kind of been something that's been going on this weekend it was kind of people heard early it was going to happen and it's kind of finally been made official in the last 24 hours that uh, at age 61, the eternally great coach, Mike Leach, passed away. Uh, I'm still kind of in shock over the whole thing. I, you know, Ben and I both attended Texas Tech University where, where Leach spent a, a, a huge chunk of his career. Um, it's It's insane that he's gone already. And I think it's, Worth taking a moment just to speak on the the level of impact this man had on the game of football. I don't know if there's a Kellen Moore or a Sean McVay or certainly there's not a Cliff Kingsbury, uh, for better or worse, (laughs) without a Mike Leach. Um, And I think a lot of what you see on Sundays now came from the brain of Mike Leach at some point. So it's, it's really crazy to think that he's no longer with us.
1: Yeah, I was um was pretty sad when I got got the news. I never never full cried, but definitely um teared up and you know Mike Leach especially for us Texas Tech um graduates. I was lucky enough to be at Texas Tech when Mike Leach was still coaching there um for the first for his last two seasons at Tech. Um but it really goes, you know, even for me back to, you know, my oldest sister graduated in 2002 from high school, and she went out to Texas Tech. And that was just, you know, about middle school for me. And that was the first team outside of the Cowboys that I ever really started rooting for. And those Tech teams, man, with him were so fun. I mean, everyone, to your point, everyone now has spread offenses and has four receiver sets or five empty sets with five receivers, but he, no one had that really before him. I mean, the air raid in Texas Tech, you know that was unique to to him and unique to texas tech and you know um
0: and that's the word man is unique dude like the you know in a world where college football and football in general is such a big business that like coaches are very like ceo like they're very buttoned down they're very media trained um you know you and i used to chuckle about mac brown who like i think only had like five answers for any given question it was always just like these boys played really hard they gave 110 percent. they're gonna hit the books on monday their students first and athletes second um mike lee's was one of the sport's last true characters and he spoke his mind with complete irreverence for the media for boosters for the administration and it probably cost mike a job or two um but it made him kind of this immortal figure and. I think he's probably the only coach that is as beloved as he is that never coached like a major program. He did all his work at these outpost schools. He was in Lubbock at tech. He was in Pullman at Washington state. And then he, he finished his, his life at uh, Mississippi state and Starkville. I mean, these are all like kind of the, every one of those schools in their conference is considered like, Oh, that's out in the boonies. Like that's a bunch of rednecks. Like they don't, you know, they barely play football out there. And then suddenly here comes Leach, who was gonna beat you on your, you know, it's your homecoming game, and you l- give up seventy points to this like ridiculous offense? It turns some like three-star, five-foot-eight, one hundred and fifty pounds, soaking wet QB from nowhere into throwing seventy times a game, and turn him into an all-star. Like,
1: man, I mean, kind of popularized even the slot receiver. I mean, Wes Welker was yeah. sort of the OG, and I know Belichick, of course, gets a lot of credit for that in the NFL, and you know Peyton Manning you know they they had such success that now everyone kind of has like that tiny cole beasley wes welker um you know even ty hilton plays out like a lot of guys that that make their career just playing out of the slot and a lot of that was oh yeah due to mike when, leach's spread out think system about, and
0: think about the fraction able. of plays that were played from under center versus shotgun when mike leach was first doing his thing like Tech's offense was so weird because every snap was a shotgun snap, like at all times. Like you saw Graham Harrell, he barely ever took a a snap from under center, period. And then they get to the league and there was all this like talk of like, oh, you need to be able to run from under center. We run the, you know, we run a pro style offense here. Now you look at like, uh, you know, the Chiefs, any of these kind of like high octane, highly entertaining championship contender offenses in the league they're all doing stuff michael each started doing out in the desert in 2001 you know what i mean
1: yeah just a true true innovator you know there's there's a term i hate you know people use this you know like free thinker has been really popular since in ruins what's the last few, yeah but i mean he really was like a free he did he just marched to the beat of his and own drum and an outsider drum.
0: dude like he didn't play football which is yeah. such a, a a totally weird background for any coach like it's bizarre to ever hear about a guy who never played the sport coaching at such a high level mike was a lawyer by training he had a law degree and he was just kind of a football dork who was like super obsessed with the concept of this like air raid offense he picked up from you know kind of his coaching tree and now his coaching tree in college football is crazy. Like someone put, put, I think you posted an infographic today that was like, just the head coaches and offensive coordinators that are like a, a direct line to Leach is like fifteen or sixteen deep at power five programs. And then if you go like two levels removed from those guys, it gets to be like insane. It's like a fifty coaches in the NFL and D one are all Leach connected. Or
1: even you know, even players. I mean. Patrick Mahomes is coached by Cliff Kingsbury who was molded by Mike Leach. Like if you just – the ripple effect of of his brain is is everywhere, you know, and yeah. how many guys – I mean, how many guys that used to spread it out and then get to the NFL and like, well, he's got to take snaps under center. Yeah. He's got to learn to be a pro style. And finally you had guys start breaking through that kind of brought the the college concepts and the spread and uh, the air raid too the nfl and had a lot of success and of course you know put their own fingerprints the on boy it genius at, kellen
0: but... moore himself yeah exactly. so really I like mean, a, a spiritual disciple a, of mike
1: leach just a very sad day and to, to kind of what you said it's interesting how beloved he became given you know his i mean he's certainly been a successful coach um but i think polarizing for sure It's I, I was trying to think like even if say the sport lost Nick Saban or lost another huge name, power five coach. I just don't, you'd see the outpour and the respect for just being a legend, but there was something like Leach was loved almost as much for just being Leach than he was for like a coach. Like he was certainly respected. He certainly had an impact, but it was the, the stories that you hear today are not. Oh man, he's such a like great kid co- with this concert. No, it's all stories about like him talking about candy corn and mascots fighting each other and wedding yeah, his. Advice, uh, you know? His
0: his eulogy in the uh, or sorry, not his eulogy, his um, obituary in Texas Monthly, which I feel like any. For any Texan, like, the greatest honor you can get is to have your obituary be front page of Texas Monthly, and it says there will never be another Mike Leach, which is just, like, a crazy high honor.
1: And we and and- we use that a lot, like, that terminology, like, oh, he's – it'll never be another like you. You rest in peace. But the truth is, like, a lot of these – like, he really is a, an originator. Like, there's no oh, – yeah. There's no carbon copy. There's no even copycat that tries to be leech. Like you just can't. Like you can't
0: be leeched. So and, and and I think leech would leech. tell you it's probably not a good idea to try. Like he it cost him like the job at Lovick. Like he, Pullman, like he had he rubbed people the wrong way there. Like there were people that didn't love him in Starkville. Like to this day, dude, there are tech fans that are like anti-leech people because he was like not the kind of guy that you want leading a program. Um but, yeah, man, I just I, – you know, I don't want to take the entire episode. I know we could, um, but it, it just felt like this is a football podcast. There's no way we were going to come on here without touching on the, the life and times of the Great Black Leach, the Pirate. So certainly rest in peace. Uh, I know they're running jailbreak screens in heaven now, so get to practicing, boys.
1: Yeah, indeed. Rest in peace to the uh the old pirate. Swing your sword as uh his moniker became known. So indeed. um a sad, a sad day, definitely for college football. Sad uh on that note, um and transitioning to to what us three boys talk about. Uh boys will <sighs> Dude, be boys. Speak- classic
0: in, in classic Mike Leach fashion, honestly, because Mike would get up for a big game, but boy, I saw him struggle against the D one a school in my time too, and that's kind hey, of the, the experience. The Cowboys. Sometimes, sometimes he's going to
1: upset the number one team in the country. Sometimes he he's going to lose to a team that ain't going bowling. You know, that's yeah my exactly great experience, man.
0: Man, and that was kind of how the Cowboys felt this weekend. So for those who were lucky enough to not observe the like two and a half hour train wreck followed by redemption this weekend. Dallas Cowboys go into a a home game against the one ten and one Houston Texans. And they dominate.
1: (laughs) 27-23. Just an ass
0: kicker. 17.5 point favorites coming into this game. And I'll say this. No one will ever be able to know. There's no time machines. There's no, uh, you know, chat GPT may be pretty impressive, but it can't tell you, you know, what would have happened if something didn't happen yet. And but to start this game, you know Dallas gets the ball. They walk down the field with absolute ease. Pollard scores a touchdown. Defense goes out there. They force an immediate three and out. Force a punt. It looks like it's going to be exactly the kind of day you need. And then first punt, Cavante Turpin muffs the punt, turns the ball over, and you see the Texans team. They recovered the fumble and all of them are in the end zone, like celebrating. I was like, dude, you just gave these guys life. Like, if you if you go up 14-nothing, I'm convinced this is a stomping. But as soon as you give them a chance, and then after that, it was just like one not only did like the Cowboys shoot themselves in the foot a hundred times in this game, but every like incredibly incredible like, lucky bounce the Texans could get, they got so, like, that first long completion that they completed that was like definitely not a catch. And then they reviewed it, we challenged it, they reviewed it, and everyone was like, Oh, like, very clearly not a catch. And they're like, No, it's a catch, like, oh, okay, like, bizarre. Um, the Texans like fought this one to the very fucking end. I, I honestly think the Texans lost this game more than we won it because, like, this game effectively comes down to this last two two drives, the cat the the or three drives, I guess. So the da- Dallas is backed up to their own one. Uh, Josh Ball is in at right tackle because Terrence Steele has been hurt. He's in the locker room. They're checking his knee out at this point. Josh Ball has already just shown himself to be horrendous. Uh, he's gotten Dak killed. <laughs> more than once already on this play Dak is trying to step into a throw to dalton schultz and right as he's about to step into it his arm his throwing arm gets hit by josh ball's defender who just turn styled josh and Dak's arm stops short and so the ball comes out short and it's a pick on like the 10 yard line and there's like three minutes to go in this game and so i was like i was sitting there i was like oh my gosh we're really gonna lose the Texans, like, our, our group chat at the time was just, like, a tragic, tragic place to be. We were all just kind of making peace with the fact that the Cowboys are about to lose this game to the Texans. The Texans get this ball uh, on the Dallas four, actually. They have first and goal. They run Rex Burkhead up the gut, which that's insulting, honestly, that you that you rolled Rex Burkhead out there. Uh, but he gets tackled by Sam Williams and Leighton Van Der Esch for loss of a yard then they try to throw a pass uh they get one yard on that and so they are down oh no they, they sorry they got four yards on that so they are down to third and goal at the dallas one they run rex burkhead again and he gets blown up in the backfield by demarcus lawrence on third down which basically saves the game um and they go for it on fourth down and this play dude i'm it looked like they jeff driscoll didn't really know like the play call maybe or like what direction he was supposed to run um cuz he like turned all the way around like a complete 360 in the backfield and then tried to run and just got hit by Anthony Barr so they turned the ball over on downs um now the Cowboys did not still have to go 98 yards to win this game and that's the bit that's a moment you know before you got on Ben I was I was telling uh Zach like there are in the history of football a lot of like Brady games, a lot of Peyton games, a lot of Elway games, where they play mediocre to bad for 99% of the game, and then when that opportunity comes at the very end, it's like, are you a 40 million dollar quarterback or are you not? Um, they slotted in Jason Peters at right tackle, which I think was probably the decision of the game, frankly, because it it completely changed the the outcome. Um, and Dak looks really sharp. He went six for seven on the final draft. He also ran for two first downs and they marched the field in, um, how long did they have? Three minutes and 20 seconds when they when they take the ball o- over on the two. And they marched 98 yards and score a touchdown and win this game. Um, so it's it's it feels like the Texans probably gave this one away more than we wanted, but we still had to do some work on the end of it.
1: Yeah, you know, this game, um, I don't even know what to say. It's weird to say that a game turned on a fumble that happened with, like, 10 minutes left in the first quarter because that does seem crazy. But I think, like, you can have all this speech, and and Mike McCarthy was talking about, um, you know, not eating the cheese, right? Don't take the cheese. Like, basically, a weird fucking metaphor for basically, like, hey, don't overlook your opponent. Like, just... Anyone can beat anyone, and they came out. Well, and that's what
0: that's what the trap is baited with, right? Cheese. Yeah.
1: And and they they went out seven nothing. They get a three and out. But it's weird. It's kind of like they came out focused, and then they got lulled into thinking after those first two series, like, oh, we're about to run these guys. And the fact that a fumble, and then they had three third downs converted against them on that little touchdown drive, and it just sort of made you go, huh? Like it didn't. It just sort of changed the mood. And after that, man, I mean, it it just – they they kind of just looked like shit, man. They went three and out themselves. The defense – I mean, credit for the final stop. But as bad as some of the turnovers in Dak, you know, it's weird because all of them have a little bit of an excuse. But all the turnovers were awful.
0: Everyone looked bad, dude. Like, no one – Dak looked shitty. and like, yeah, agreed. He got he got hit in the arm on one of those picks and stuff. But like, he did not look sharp until the last drive.
1: I was just gonna say the defense was terrible for most of the day. I mean, they even after they the quarter, so they're down at half, which felt really weird. But you're like, all right, we're just we'll do what we did with the Colts and we'll stomp them in the second half. And then all of a sudden, like they get a fumble on the first drive. Trayvon has a sick little return, which was. You know, I'm like, okay, everything looks right. We get all the way down first and goal, run Zeke four straight fucking times. He does not get in the end zone. Um, well, it, and it seemed Zeke, effective
0: so until that last one, you know what I mean? Because they're at the eight. He runs up the middle. He gets – they he, they stop him for a yard, but then he gets four yards on the next one. So they're at third and goal at the three. He runs for two yards. He, the, the weird thing, and I think we both said it at the time, it wasn't the play call I had an issue with. I liked going forward on fourth in that situation. And I liked the call to go to Just Zeke. Spread
1: him out. Do what you did I, in the final play of the game.
0: A hundred percent agreed. I thought that the decision to bring every collapse, everybody in
1: and give them the, the opportunity bullion. to come
0: around the end was, was a really bad call. Cause Zeke, I mean, I, it wasn't like Zeke didn't, he, I don't, I don't even really put that last one on Zeke. He got hit like as soon as he had the ball. Yeah, in his you're, hands. Not, glad you're not you getting get in
1: there. You can't, this isn't 1990s anymore. You just don't smash-mouth football like that. I mean, if yeah. you're going to line up that big, it's a QB sneak. Like, yep. sneak Dak then because you're not – no running backs I, I don't getting advise in you to
0: do because we did that like three times last year, and every time Dak got into the end zone and then it was <laughs> declared not yeah, a touchdown. Yeah, I think they
1: got away. Dak? Yeah, I mean, he was, he was fine. I was going to say low-key. Like, I think he's just – ever since the ankle, I just he's – he's been a great passer, but I, he's lost that ability to really get – yards with the legs. Yeah,
0: except on that last drive, you got to give him yeah. dude the pump fake yes, was nasty. That, was that one was nasty. But ah, dude, it was it was such a strange game. The I don't want to like jinx anything. Micah Parsons, dude. From the jump in this game and I went back and rewatched this game and just focused on Micah for 90% of the defensive snaps. I don't know if he's hurt I don't know if they told him, hey, we're going to need you down the stretch, like, unless things get really dire here. Like, but even then, like, on that third down play that Tank makes the big stop, Micah looks like he's participating in a scrimmage, like, moving at half speed. I can't tell what's going on there. Like, and we've said it before when Micah Parsons isn't a dynamic player, this defense goes from like elite to like average at best.
1: Yeah, he was on Vaughn Miller's podcast, Um, and he said, I'm not going to lie, when I was playing linebacker a whole lot last year, my body was way more fresh. There's some plays I wouldn't even get touched. People don't understand that trench warfare. When you're on the line, you're getting touched every play. So, oh. you know, I mean, he is small for, for a pure D end. And, yeah, yep. I mean, you're getting double teams. You're getting – I mean – it wasn't like they had a scrub over there as bad as the Texans are. Laramie Tunzel's a very good left tackle, and he was for going sure. against him for most of the game. So, you know, there's sometimes... I'll, get, I'll give Micah credit.
0: He did have him shook. He got Tunzel all start twice on the same drive, which was crazy. Yeah, but Let he me almost ran this. out
1: on the edge by Jeff fucking Driscoll. He did get
0: beat to the edge by Jeff Driscoll, which is scary. Now, in that same vein... Let's say, like, the Cowboys, you know, they go into Jacksonville next week. They handle business. Obviously, the Eagles game is huge. But if the Eagles, like, if they continue to win, like, effectively, everything is just going to hold where it's at, right? Like, we're going to end up, like, even if we win out and the Eagles win out, we're not going to catch them. Do you start sitting, Micah? Like, do you, maybe no, not for Tennessee, I but, like, for Washington, do you hold them out?
1: I wouldn't, but, but before – I get there, I guess, Zach. I want to hear uh, your your thoughts on, on the Texans and if you thought they were ever going to lose that game or when you when you thought it. Yeah, at any agreed. Because I know you weren't even – because we, we actually had a little a uh, Christmas party that I host on Saturday night. I knew Z-Love was uh, moving a little slow, so it didn't even seem like the Texans were enough to get him to roll out of bed at first. Yeah, yeah I saw the text, like,
0: it was like, I should get out of bed and turn this game on. I was like, damn, dude.
2: <laughs> yeah, and then I was actually very upset that you guys convinced me to get out of bed and watch it. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough.
1: I didn't uh, even put my lucky shirt on, I really, because I was like, dude, fuck, it's the Texans, man. This game should be a walk in the park. Bro, I threw
0: on that iced-out mica pendant. That shit's cursed. I'm never wearing that shit again.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, um, You know, I didn't think we were going to lose until... We were down to like six minutes left, or it was that last interception really on the goal line? Yeah,
1: dab yeah, pick.
2: Yeah, that that was the only part where I was like, "Oh my god, we actually are going to lose." I was saying we were, but I didn't think we actually would. Um, you know, I would just say like, I ugh. Andy said the Texans lost this game. I think we tried really hard to lose, and if the game, sure. if we did lose this game it wouldn't be talking about how the Texans want it. It'd be how we just sure. fucking gave up in a lot of way. I don't think we should sit uh, Parsons by the way. I mean, I guess we could, but I'm worried that he wouldn't give him enough time to uh, heal whatever his injuries are personally. So,
0: yeah, I mean, I guess I'm just worried about like, if he's already this hobbled, like where yeah. he's like at, at certain points in that game, I was like, he shouldn't be on the field. Like he's, He's less effective than like, like Sam his, Williams. His, his replacement. Yeah. yeah. Like or you know, like there, there's some guys that are rising on this team at the linebacker spot. Um, even if it just saves him one game of hits, I'm almost like maybe it's worth giving him a week off in week seventeen. Cause man, I, I'll tell you what, like wildcard weekend versus Brady, we're gonna need Micah Parsons even if it's 85% Michael Parsons we need Michael Parsons. We can't have yet we can't have Sundays Michael Parsons. We will lose.
2: No, it's a very for a fair point but I mean I think that it's like we're probably going to sit our starters for Washington anyways unless the Eagles start losing.
0: Yeah, that's a fair point too. Is that we might just see, you know, the 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 crush brigade throwing I to, hope we don't. Jalen Tolbert.
1: I need that defensive player of the year bet to come through. Nick Bosa's running <laughs> down. Um this defense, man, though, like Tank is about the only person I saw show some life. Actually, Trayvon played fine. He doesn't really get thrown at. I thought he Can was we, fine. I,
0: but... I think we should give some love to Leighton Van Der Esch. Leighton Vanderesh played his ass off. Yeah, he he fourteen had a, tackles, he had a tackle for play. loss. He played um, pretty decently.
2: He's been doing good this season overall. The
1: yeah, safeties, man, had a rough day. And safeties I don't know if that's J. J. Ron Curry, you know, kind of got banged up before the game began, even though he played. But Malik Hooker, who just had a marvelous game, seemed to have a bad one. Um, you know, even Donovan Wilson—they got mossed by like fucking Amari Rogers in the end zone, which was yep. just disgusting.
0: Well, and again, um, like Bossman Fat had a combination of the Cheeto disease, where like someone throws the own like the greatest pass they're ever <laughs> going to throw in the history of their career on you, and there's like nothing you can do. And then also, he was the victim of that that non-catch that, like, set them up for the field goal to go up 10-7. So, like, I, but again, I thought the secondary got high, pretty abused. We continue to have tremendous issues against, like, shitty running quarterbacks. Like,
1: Yes, dude. It seems
0: like we don't do that badly against, like, top-end running quarterbacks like we game plan for them but like when a jeff driscoll goes out there and like or sam darnold on the panthers last year like when they when that guy shows up and it's like not on the scouting report that he's a running threat like we just don't even know how to react to that which i almost said me.
1: it about like trayvon's the same way like when he has like a justin jefferson or mike evans or someone to focus him it feels like he has a really good game i feel like all the huge plays he gave up last year where they're like the Kendrick Bournes and the yeah uh, whoever the fuck the night or the Redskins Christian Watkins was yeah like uh, that one wasn't on him but yeah man like he he doesn't it's really weird man I I don't know what to say that I don't know if it's a defense thing but they were I mean they got kind of abused in this one I mean that the final numbers really don't look bad and this is another thing where QBR's kind of a shitty stab, but Davis Mills had a fucking 85 QBR, which I kind of agreed with just in the fact that he really was dicing them out there. He didn't have an incompletion until late in the second quarter, man. They got no pressure all day on him until very late. He had, he was able to take a net and then they bring in Driscoll and it's like, our offense was like, Whoa, our defense. Like, what do we do? We even scouted against this guy. And it seemed like we were playing against just a bunch of practice squad guys that were out there. Like, yeah, fuck it. We got nothing to lose. And we started playing like real tight maybe. I I don't know. It's one of those games where I think you kind of look at surely somebody's going to go make a
0: play. Honestly, I thought they played fine against Mills. I mean, they did not score any points with Mills on the field. They scored all their points with Driscoll at quarterback. So they they seem to contain Mills just fine, but Driscoll seemed to just like even if he wasn't doing anything that different, just seemed to like throw them for a curveball. They were yeah, not, not prepared third at all. Downs,
1: though they got third
0: downs were so fucking frustrating; they, they could not stuff. get off the field. And then, I mean, man, like from the jump, like you look at this: the Texans scored twenty-three points in this game. Fourteen of those points come directly from turnovers the Cowboys committed. So you have the Turpin fumble, which is like a. a basically a free touchdown it's like he he fumbles at like the 20. um and then Dak Dak's interception first interception which was terrible so like you just you, they gotta tighten up man i mean i said this at the, i said this right after the game like there's two versions of this story right like there is the cowboys got exposed they've been overhyped like They can get beat by anybody. They're going to get fucking trounced in the first round yet again. There's also, um, hey, like, they drastically overlooked this team. Uh, The Texans play the Cowboys like it's their fucking Super Bowl. Like, the Texans care more about beating the Cowboys than they care about winning a ring most of the time. Um, And then they lost their stalwart right tackle, and it threw the offense off, and things piled up they figured out a way to win in the end um I think much like the green I feel like I, a, a lot of this of similar feelings to that of how I felt after the Green Bay game where I'm like next week will tell us a lot like this game sucked I'm glad we won I mean I do agree with uh I do agree with Jaron curse to a degree that like when you know when the Eagles beat the Colts by a point on a 55-yard pass interference call to get to get them half the field and then kick their game-winning field goal that's called heart and grit and finding a way to win and all that other shit the cowboys of course like they're frauds and they've been exposed and etc cetera, etc cetera. and i think the truth is probably somewhere in the middle there like you, cowboys should not have been in a dogfight with this team they are too talented at the same time, they did find a way to win. And I think we'll see next week whether this was like the beginning of a bad trend or if they got a nice wake-up call after a month of kicking people's
1: asses. And
0: maybe they go out there and kill Jacksonville and this is all in the rearview mirror. So it'll be interesting.
1: Yeah, I really think the two-quarterback system, which has never, ever worked in the entire NFL, just threw Dallas for a big loop. They did yep. not seem prepared at all to see that they came out prepared for Mills or Allen, and then they got Jeff Driscoll, and they didn't really know how to react to some of the plays that were um were there. I mean, that was definitely the best the Texans have looked. I mean, they're averaging 15 a game, and they nearly and, and yes, some of that was due to turnovers, but that's how you you know these these upsets happen. But yeah, man, it was uh, and and again,
0: all, the only two touchdowns they scored. They only scored two touchdowns. And on those two touchdown drives, they had a total of 45 yards of offense. Like they scored from the 27-yard line both times. So like
1: I agree, but my thing would be like even when Dallas, oh, we tied it up before half, we gave up a 10-play, 46-yard drive. I agree with you. I I, didn't play. The big one was, oh wow, we didn't get fourth and goal. Okay, the Texans are starting at their own two. They marched the field again. Like they just they never got those. They never had back-to-back good defensive possessions. They'd get a three-and-out, then give up 50 yards. Get a three-and-out, yep. give up 40 yards. Get a fumble, give up a 50-yard. The know? the lack so.
0: of pressure was bizarre, frankly. Um, even if Micah is not playing well at all, like the fact that no combination of Dorrance, Tank, Sam, like none of these guys were getting home at all. We got zero sacks, which I mean,
1: I know we leave the NFL in sacks it was yeah. a really weird game it's
0: bizarre dude and and dude sometimes there are weird games that it's not gonna be the first or the last and i do think that especially in the wider nfl world there is like this real perception that like this is college football and the like the cowboys were playing middle tennessee state this week and the truth is like the texans are significantly worse than the cowboys but the nfl is a league of parody and teams are a lot clo- the bottom team is a lot closer to the top team than you'd think. I mean, you look at the Eagles. They added like two or three players to their squad that went like 7 and 9 last year and now they're the best team in football. So I I think that like on a good day the Texans who have played other people tough. I mean, you know, they they've played a lot of tough games this year and lost. Uh they caught the Cowboys on the right day and hopefully it's like uh, again all it's going to come down to do for me is how do they play next week? Like if they struggle with Jacksonville or Jacksonville beats them, suddenly you're like, okay, like the collapse has begun. On the other hand, if they got smashed Jacksonville, then you're like, well, I'm glad the Texans game happened. You know what I mean? That'll become the narrative.
1: Yeah, it was, um, I don't know it going back to, they need to find something if Mike is not a hundred percent, you know i know they lead the nfl in sacks but he had one qb hit the last two games against matt ryan jeff driscoll and davis mills like combined like you would expect i would expect if you gave us those two the over under on his sack total would have been like three and a half or four yeah for for sure games and he had didn't even have a tackle for loss so they're doing something i wonder if there's something there where teams are figuring out a little bit way to Game plan away from him and take him out the same way they have Trayvon Diggs in the secondary. And if so, DQ needs to find a counter punch. So, I
0: also, I also like feel like Kellen, I'm not going to say he abandoned the run, but I felt like, especially in the back half of this game, they went to the air really freely despite like not looking that sharp. And at the beginning of this game, like we were running pretty effectively.
1: And it wasn't only that, like as throw. That okay, yeah, Zach, I, I did, but it's also if you're gonna throw the ball, man. I I, I saw people like congratulate Noah Brown. And yes, he had a very good catch at the end of that game that really helped save. Yeah, I, I actually like, hate
0: yeah. that he caught that really good ball because it wiped out this weird, bizarre, yet another game where it's like, why are like okay? Did he hit six
1: targets and down in the tent. third
0: down in the red zone, dude? Okay. Third down in the red zone, you're throwing to Noah Brown. Why is that occurring at all? Like, and I do, this is a good spot to mention, you know, uh, Dalton Schultz is also getting a lot of love for his work on the final drive. He had two very big catches on the final drive. He dropped a TD. He dropped a touchdown and first in a first down on the same drive. Uh, Michael Gallup also dropped a touchdown. I'm going to give him a little more of a pass than Schultz because he got basically popped the second that it touched his hands um Schultz dude like Dak threw a dime like a perfect between like through a rapidly closing window between two defenders it hits Schultz in both hands as he's running and Schultz just does not
1: haul it in back to your criticism you've always had of CeeDee Lamb and I don't know why he didn't get more targets I assume maybe there's a scheme thing there but you know, sixteen of thirty-nine passes went to Schultz or Brown. That's just a bad that's, that's just insane. a bad mix. Um, but I think something, if there was anything that teams would gleam from this to, to stop Dallas offensively, my opinion would be like Dallas's receiving core has always struggled a little bit with teams that get physical. And if nothing else, for the sure. Texans were fucking laying some pops down. Yeah, there. for sure. James Washington's one target, he got laid out. Gallup got laid out. Even the ball that Noah Brown caught, he got laid out. it's
0: funny. I think one of us – was it you who was like, is James Washington active today? And then right then he got hit like fucking Percocet withdrawals, dude. Just fucking hit by a fucking freight train and dropped one. We were like, yep, 83. Um, Another 83 with no hands from the Big 12. Just just what this Cowboys team needed. The legacy of Terrence Williams continues.
1: Yeah, it was – it was it was it was dreadful all the way. On around. that
0: note, but they did go out and get uh so we've had like weeks of the Odell circus.
1: We're going to look back t- Sorry, Sorry go ahead. We're going to look back at this Odell thing and it, it's just going to be really weird how they like courted him and then did oh, it. Did that like we took him to like a, like a Mavs game people moment, were saying like dude. Odell. It was like we were
0: they were chanting OBJ like the whole stadium was so and, weird like,
1: man. He he gets asked
0: in the tunnel after the game, like, what are the chances of you being a cowboy? And he says, it feels really good. And then shows up to to the facility the next day. And they're like, yeah, he's not going to play this year. And then he goes on the shop with LeBron, which like, hey, man, I'm a big fan of LeBron and the shop. And I think it's tight that athletes go on there and kind of talk in a casual manner from a business perspective, that is the dumbest thing I've ever seen an athlete do, like from a PR move, to go on the shop and be like, I mean, it's not the NBA, dude. Like, you can't go on there and be like, yeah, dog, I just don't see the point in playing the regular season. Like, dude, you're 30, you have back-to-back knee surgeries, like to repair your ACL. You're not talented enough to like, kind of play that card and expect teams to just be like, oh, I, bet, think, you will.
1: I think someone will sign him still. I, oh i i think he'll get signed but like I think you look the bills at, will do it i think the bills the bills, bills, the
0: bills went out and signed cole beasley today
1: oh fuck. he came out of hey, retirement I dude. That. yeah that's awesome
0: <laughs> which dude here's what's funny when we so just to to, to spoil uh the cowboys signed ty hilton you know free agent former uh four-time pro bowler from the colts who's who's 33 years old he's kind of you know an old vet um and there was lots of like, oh, the Cowboys signed a wa- he's so washed, blah blah blah. Which is like, okay, guys, we're signing a receiver in December. Like they all come with fucking butts, all right. But to to watch uh, other teams' fans, including Bills fans on the internet, be like, you guys signed this washed ass receiver, then they they pull Cole Beasley out of retirement to come play for them instead of Odell. I'm like, that is. Man, I can, I can sell myself on TY, like, providing some, some value. Like, Cole Beasley's not going to catch a ball. Like, if he does, it's not going to be of any consequence. <laughs> like,
1: Yeah, I, I'm okay with it, whatever. they, I, I'm not trying to hate on Noah Brown. There's a reason he's this deep in his career, and he has so little catches. I know he had four for 85. On paper, it looks fine. It's just, golly, man, we just don't – when we're struggling offensively, man, we just – you're, you I, don't I, need to be the solution.
0: <laughs> I honestly think right. that like Noah Brown getting targets and Noah Brown putting up stats is a symptom of the Cowboys having a bad game. Like that means that CD got locked the Texans down. Texas are dictating Gallup. To you. The yeah, Texas exactly. Texas are dictating because it's certainly not your first choice. And yeah, man. I mean, Noah Brown is in the NFL because of one catch he made at Ohio State like this very famous highlight catch where he caught a ball around the back of a defender for a touchdown. gritty. Well, he just, the he blocks
1: well too. He does little yep. stuff, special teamer. And all by all shit.
0: by all accounts, he's like a coach's dream as far as attitude and shit like that goes. But that said, the cat he cannot be like the safety valve for this team. It just cannot be that way. So, I do like TY. I think bringing in a guy that Learned from Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison, who's been a consummate professional, who was one of the premier deep threats in this league for damn near a decade. I mean, even last year at 32, man put up like 400 yards and three touchdowns. Like if he can do that kind of performance for us, like if this dude can go out and get 40 yards and a touchdown, you know, two touchdowns between now and the end of the playoffs, that's great. In my opinion, for what you're getting, um, what you're paying for anyway. And Look, again, Gallup, to just not Gallup have Noah on been, the field.
1: Gallup hasn't been the deep shot guy he was in Dak's no. early part of his career. Seedy, for whatever reason, they just, the closer they are to the line of scrimmage, and I guess this is probably true for a lot of people, the closer they are to the line of scrimmage, the better their connection seems to be. Whenever they run deep, I just, I don't know. They're, they're much better in the intermediate area. And I think Seedy would just draw too much attention running deep anyway. Yeah, um, it's especially
0: with the so makeup of need, the receiver core now, like if CD need, goes
1: deep, they they throw everything at it. So you need yeah, you need TY or you need James Washington who we'll see who a lot of people are speculating might get released, but we'll see. Interesting. Um,
0: I mean, don't get me wrong, he didn't look good, but I didn't really expect him to like
1: Well, they like just the have a crowded fire, room one. and just based on roster size, people are Real saying. No, I cut Jalen
0: Tolbert before him, honestly.
1: He might get IR treatment, Jr. That dude's totally. a waste
0: case, bro. So, <laughs> yeah. but the Cowboys will like for the future anyway. They are going to need another premier receiving threat. Like Marvin Harrison Jr. fits very nicely into this uh, this roster. He would if
1: you, anywhere he'd be? Trust me, that's my he's dream. A, but he's a that's monster. Like, that's a year away though, too.
0: For sure, for sure. So. Yeah, uh, but for the time being, I, I do like the addition. It's cheap. It provides veteran leadership. It's not the circus Odell is. Um, I like it. So, and if it gets, if it pulls like two targets off of Noah Brown and spreads them elsewhere, I'm okay with that. Um, now, I guess the the other big issue with this game was injuries were a bitch. So the, the, hot, the marquee kind of headline is you lose Terrence Steele for the year. He tore his ACL. Um, Terrence Steele, another Texas Tech Red Raider, uh, has been a tremendous right tackle for this team, especially when it comes to the run. Um, They experimented with Josh Ball over there. That did not go well. Then Jason Peters slotted in there for one drive, and it went really well. But Jason Peters has not traditionally played right tackle and remains to be seen if that would be successful long-term. The good news is uh, (laughs) we learned from Jerry Jones that, Tyron Smith is playing this weekend. Uh, Tyron did start practicing last week, uh, but it was not known if he was going to play uh, this week until Jerry went on the radio and told the entire world that he is. Ben and Zach, I'll ask each of you, Like, what is your uh, preference for offensive line lineup now that Tyron is back? Zach, I'll, I'll start with you. Like, Do you keep Tyler at left tackle and have – tyron go play right do you give tyron back the left tackle slot because he's tyron smith and have tyler go elsewhere what are you what are you thinking oh no zach's zach's microphone
2: is Uh-oh. you're muted he's muted oh can you guys hear me now yes go ahead okay i'll be honest i don't have much opinion on that just keep ball out fair <laughs>
0: enough fair yeah. enough Let it it be said, uh, me and Ben said at the time when Josh Ball was drafted that he's a piece of shit human being. Uh, He is a repeated, uh, legally convicted woman beater who, after having a uh, restraining order placed against him by his girlfriend, he sought her out and threw her in a closet for not texting him back fast enough. He's a bad person and worse football player. So... Hopefully, that's the last time I have to see him suit up in the star because it is an insult to this franchise to have a guy like that on the field. Ben, what are your thoughts?
1: I'm going with Zach. Just don't put ball out there. Um, You know, I think that if it's Steel – I mean, if it's Jason Peters, it's Jason Peters. If if they do something with Zach Martin, which has been speculated, if they do something with the rookie – Tyler Smith, okay. I think that'd be tough to to ask of him. But, yeah, I think it's just clear he's not an NFL player, Mr. Ball. Yeah. So I like, whatever uh, you got to do. I,
0: I like the uh, idea of if Peters can play right tackle, I like that because it lets Tyler stay on the left. I think having Tyron and Tyler next to each other gives you one side of your line, your blind side, that's really well-protected. And, dude, you can do some mauling on that side with the run game. Like, Zeke and Pollard running behind Tyler and Tyron sounds awesome. So, that's the lineup I'm uh, interested to see first and foremost. But I'm glad we at least have the depth to where this isn't a total disaster. Uh, You and I have both watched Cowboy teams where the injury to, you know, a Doug Free or somebody like that would spell doom for the Cowboys.
1: Yeah, they've been pretty good at managing injuries in McCarthy's career for offensive line. I'll give him that. They managed Lael and Tyron's absences pretty damn well, and they've both missed a ton of time. Um, a large part of that was, though, Terrence Steele and his availability, and I feel awful for him because he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. and um, I don't even think at this point he may not even be right by week one. That's a big fella getting over an ACL. Um I'm sure it cost him quite a bit of money to be honest. So uh, well if he wants to
0: forward. stay home and take the hometown discount, I'm okay with that.
1: Okay. Uh, Jerry's already working up the pitch. So for sure. For sure.
0: Oh, so man, the Cowboys do improve to 10 and 3. This is their this is the first time they have back to back 10 win seasons since 95-96. Um, that's a good feeling. I'll give uh, McCarthy his due he has piloted an exceedingly talented team to success um but i think we've said from the beginning it all and none of it really counts until january um mike can win every game from here on out and this team can finish 14 and 3 which would technically be like the best <laughs> record a cowboys team's ever had i think like the most wins in a season um and yet if they lose week 1 of the playoffs it'll it'll only be more embarrassing. So it's going to be very interesting to see how this whole story ends.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, at this point, there seems to be six Super Bowl teams in the NFL, I would say. It's going to be in the AFC, Bills, Chiefs, or Bengals. In the NFC, it's going to be Eagles, us, or the Niners. If anyone else makes a serious run, that would be quite shocking to me. Yeah, so... You're in that class. You're you're going to make the playoffs regardless of what happens now. You kept the dream alive that you could somehow win the NFC East and get home field. The Vikings also took an L. So, you know, you now have home or tiebreaker against them, but you got to get above Philly. You get one crack at it, you're going to have to have someone do you a solid. I don't think that'll happen. Um and as much as I hate Philly, they're rolling right now. They have a really. They just schedule. don't have
0: anyone on their schedule. If it, if they had a tougher game,
1: I might convince myself they'd lose. Um, yeah,
0: the issue is the they, they just has total cupcakes. To
1: like Washington again, and do you think they're really going to lose to Washington twice in the same year? I they've already
0: know. beat Washington, or uh, they've already played Washington twice, haven't they?
1: I thought that was their last game, but I let
0: me see wrong. here. They've got the Bears this weekend, then us, then the Saints, then the Giants.
1: Oh, you're right. Yeah, they play the Giants at the last game because they the only game they lost That's was right. to Washington. That's right. And I thought they had him again, but no. Man, it uh, was right. it it's was New funny the other the day.
0: Someone, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about Jalen Hurts being MVP, and I did the dumb thing. I clicked on the comments. I shouldn't do it, but I did. And there was some like okay discussion in there. Um, a lot of people were saying that, and I start. I so I started reading this one comment. It started really good. The guy was like look, like I'm not taking anything away from what Jalen Hurts has done, but you could take Jalen Hurts off that team and replace him with someone else of like, cap- like medium capability, and they would probably still be incredibly successful. You can't take like Mahomes off his team. You can't take Burrow off his team. And then I was like, okay, I agree with all of this. And he goes, you can't take Taylor Heineke off his team. And I was like, wait, what? And then I look at it, he's, he's like this huge Washington fan, and then everyone in the comments to him, was replying like Taylor Heineke, and he was like, "Yeah, the guy that beat the Eagles. You heard of him? Like this dude's like a super Taylor Heineke super fan." I was like, "Damn, bro, I didn't know that existed." So, but yeah, I don't think they can. I mean, I guess you you could potentially like luck out and they drop like just a a total. St- I mean, you know, like we did to the Texans. Like they could they could get give up the the career day to Justin Fields, and. Lose this weekend, but barring some miracle like that, I just don't see a team on the Eagles' schedule that hands them a loss other than us. Um, we are one-point favorites in that game on Christmas, mm. so that's going to be really interesting, man. I'm, I'm still, I'm still very, I'm still pretty confident that if we bring our A game, we can, we can win that one. But um, my, my mood and projection for that game will be heavily, heavily impacted by our performance against the boys from Duval this Sunday.
1: Yeah, Uh, do we want to get into a preview? Where do you guys want to jump at this point?
0: Yeah, we can do a preview of Jacksonville, or we can do our uh, Star Love Goat of this game before we move to that one.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, we can do Star Love Goat, uh, everyone's favorite segment, the players of the game. There's the Walkstar star of the game, the Zachary Love Love of the game, and the Anthony Goat Catelli of the game. Um, I'll let you boys start. I don't know who wants it. Zach, I'll, I'll, hit I'll us. go. I'll
2: go. Um, So my love for the game is going to be Maher. He's the only one who didn't disappoint. He okay. just did exactly what he was supposed to do. Fuck yeah, dude. That's it. Can you believe – I mean, shout out to Maher, dude.
0: Remember him last year? We fucking hated this guy, and now he's oh, a fucking man. rock, dude. Yeah. Kickers are weird. Ben, you want to go next or shall I? You got it. You know, uh, there's not a ton of great choices this week. Everyone had a uh, mixed report card at best. Um, but ultimately, man, I'm going to give it to Dak Prescott. Uh, Dak played a pretty ugly game for 90% of the time. Um, but quarterback, more than any other t- position on this team, comes down to like when it's when you're on the two-yard line with three minutes to go, can you march that team down the field and win the game? And Dak Prescott did that. He went six of seven. He rushed for two first downs. He had that sick pump fake to get a f- crucial first down um, through several really high-level throws uh, during that drive and orchestrated you know, the game-winning, the game-winning drive that sealed it. Um, I mentioned to Zach before you got on, Ben, I watched Sounds from the Sidelines this week, and after Dak throws that second pick, To his credit, whether it's from a delusional place of confidence or an act or true leadership, he's on the sidelines telling every member of the offense that we are absolutely winning this game. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. There's zero doubt we are winning this game. And then when defense gets to stop, he said right on time and ran out there and sealed that thing. So ultimately, there are. Kind of quarterback is this weird black and white position where you're either a winner or you're a loser, you're a forty million got forty million dollar guy or you're not. And for today, Dak Prescott was the forty
1: million dollar guy when it
0: really counted. So he's getting go to the game.
1: What a homer this guy is. What can I say? Um I'll start with honorable mention. Let me give an honorable mention to Tank, Demarcus Fuck Lawrence. Yep. Uh thought he was the one that was Kind of doing the same for the defense. You could tell in the fourth quarter when they looked really flat. He was the one trying to jaw at the Texans. He was getting the whole offense and he was crucial in that it would have been really, really easy after Dak threw that second pick for the defense to just say fuck it. Just Once lay down. Done. Yeah. Yeah. There's a first and goal, like whatever. And I think he was kind of the heart and soul of getting the stop there. Um I have another one which is Terrence Steele, is an honorable mention. Uh going out, you know, and clearly he means a lot to that offensive line because they got gashed <sighs> as soon as he left. And he's taken some credit or some criticism, um, especially in the passing game. But uh I, I was, you know, really happy with the the year that Terrence Steele had, and I think he will be difficult to replace. Um first half TP, my final honorable mention. The the touch the second touchdown, especially was most sick. Very cool. That was nasty, dude. That was one of the few like really cool plays of the game. But my uh, star of the game um, for the first time is is the Gamecock. It ended. The game ended. That is the star (laughs) of the game. I don't think anyone is worthy of getting a star for this game other than the fact that we can say it is now behind us. And so time itself is the star of the game.
0: I'll take it. I'll take it. All right, boys. And with that, we seal the records of this horrible fucking game, and we think not about it again. So on on and ahead, uh, we do have one more game. Oh, yes. We do have one more game here uh, before our showdown with the most hyped team in football, the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, We have to go play the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, now, Ben, I—the only way we can really get uh, an up-to-date, up-to-date scouting report on Jacksonville is to get a book report from our resident Jacksonville expert, and that is you, my friend.
1: Thank you, sir. Yes, this is uh, this is my team, um, my guys here. You know, Jacksonville. Um, first of all, just a, we we haven't done book report in a while, so to catch you guys up, a couple chapters real quick. It's it's, <laughs> it's been a hell of a ride, you know. This team started out uh, 2-0 and and then quickly lost six straight. Very ugly games. Looked lost. Finally got a win against the Raiders and then lost to the Chiefs. No big deal. Chiefs, you know, that happens. Had a bye week. And since the bye week, you think maybe they'll turn it around. They beat the Ravens. T-Dog's signature moment. Throws a fourth-quarter touchdown. They go for two. Old Doug Peterson, wild-ass Doug Peterson. They get it. They beat the Ravens 28-27. Then they play the Detroit Lions. All right, whatever. Easy game. Wrong. We get whopped 40-14. to <laughs> Very bad. Very Jacksonville-esque. Like, legitimately handled by the Detroit Lions. Then go play Tennessee Titans. Ah, shit. Another good defense. Probably won't be good. No. We house. The Am Tennessee I
0: reading Titans. this correctly that Evan fucking Ingram had 11 for 162 and two touchdowns in this <laughs> game? Titty, is, is that baby. is that like his career?
1: Statistics They were this game There's career highs in every game or career highs and all those statistics. Um, but yes, the Jacksonville Jaguars did handle the Tennessee Titans, who uh I thought were good at one point, but now they're just seemingly getting beat up by everyone. So I may have to rethink what I think. And now they are low key in the hunt in the shitty AFC South. Um, so I think we, yeah, because
0: might- I mean, they're five and eight, which is terrible, but like, what are the bucks like six and
1: well, this is AFC, so oh, that's right, that's right. That's Titans right. are seven and six, so they still have a two game lead, but but oh, the Titans on a look bad. Lead. The tight, yeah, exactly. So the Jags are the Jags are hunting, and the um, Titans gonna play Dallas. Yeah, yeah. Which Although, is so nuts. does Jacksonville. So I mean, you know, um, yeah. This team, anyway. Uh, if you listen to that, I don't know what to make of them. If they win, they can beat bad teams. They can lose. They can beat good teams. They can lose to bad teams. They're very young. They're very hit or miss. Um, Trevor Lawrence is starting to play like the guy that – I mean, this was a guy that was supposed to be a generational quarterback. Yeah. He's getting as hyped up as – Probably the
0: most like highly thought of quarterback prospect since, I'd say, Andrew Andrew Luck. Luck. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, And he's starting to play that way a little better in his last three games – He's got seven touchdowns, no picks, starting to look very a lot nice. better. He wasn't very good in the Lions game, to be fair, but he didn't have a pick. So 20 TDs on the year, six picks, 95 QB rating. He's been he's been a little better. They're getting a little better. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll get to see him up close. They have a running back in Travis Etienne, who's shown some bright spots. He was a non-factor in their last game. They're 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 still missing pieces, man. I mean, their wide receiver course should not scare you. But, you know, the Texans well, they're going to throw guy. to
0: Evan Ingram, dude. Like, luckily, our nickel corner is locked down. So we should have no trouble covering a tight end in the slot.
1: It'll be more curse duty. I think there'll be more in the slot. It'll be Christian Kirk versus Daron Bland. So we'll Man, see how that goes. Spe-
0: speaking of uh, like box safeties covering people like Donovan Wilson gave up like one of yeah. the worst touchdowns I've ever seen. I was like, God damn it. And like, I know like you even said it in the moment, like that's not his game is like,
1: you know, being a ball hawk or whatever, but it just looked so bad in the moment. It's, it's was, bad when it's like Jeff Driscoll throwing it up to Amari Rogers. If it was, yeah. if it was two higher profile names, even if it was like Trevor Lawrence and Christian Kirk, I think you'd be like, well, at least those guys are NFL players. Yeah, think. for sure. For sure. Um, so anyway, this team, I don't know what to make of them. We are like a five point favorite on the road in Jacksonville. Um, there are, an, I think he is ascending. I think they will be better, but right now they're still. Kind of a poorly coached team too with Doug Peterson. They're I mean, they lost to the
0: Broncos, dude.
1: Yeah, they lost to the Texans. They're the Texans only win. So Ooh. But Ooh. they also beat the Chargers and the Ravens and uh the Titans. So they're not, yeah, they're like I said, very, very uh Jekyll and Hyde team. Hard to get a, a pulse, but uh that's really, you know, offensively, a uh, decent running back, decent quarterback uh Their weapons don't really scare you, but they're not bad. I mean, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram, and Christian Kirk aren't the shittiest group of pass catchers anymore. And- well,
0: and and again, like those are guys that like you're not going to go draft them in fantasy or something. But like, if any of them have like a random big day, like if Travis Etienne has a 150 yard rushing day or 150 yard all purpose yards day, you're not going to be like blown away by that. You know what I mean? It won't be shocking to hear that. So like, hopefully, and and again, like. The Cowboys should have zero reason to overlook anyone after what happened to them this week. They should be absolutely dialed on Jacksonville like they are playing the fucking Super Bowl because they've hopefully learned that anyone
1: can beat them. Anyone can beat anyone in this league on any given Sunday. So, yeah. And then defensively, I don't know a lot about them other than uh, their first round pick, first overall pick, Trayvon Walker, has actually been pretty damn good. So, you know yeah so Trayvon Walker
0: is supposed to be a beast I have heard
1: that yeah he's been he's been pretty nice for them um since week nine quick update Trevor Lawrence second in PFF grade which I know we roll our eyes at PFF but just pointed out 10 Tds no picks seven and a half yards attempt he's like fifth in big time throw rate which I think is a next gen <laughs> stat
0: what is that
1: you haven't seen that it's like
0: No, I don't know. Is that like, is that like, like, in the last two minutes or on third down or something?
1: Yeah, it's basically like a throw in a tight window. I don't know. Um. So it looks like we really got to watch out for
0: Smoot and Josh Allen. Are there two big pass rushers? We're gonna have to block those guys. Trayvon Walker's right there. Um, They don't have a ton of dudes on defense that I know slash recognize. And then on offense, like yeah it's basically christian kirk i mean zay jones is a guy and then evan ingram's a name but nothing to write home about and then in the backfield, it's basically the the travis Etienne show at this point so i mean man honestly i feel like it all comes down to to t-dog you know like if t-dog goes out there and goes lights out on you he can make it a game
1: yeah and he's like i said he's he's playing much better um you know he's he's starting to kind of look like that guy. Now there's no reason we can't abuse this offensive line or this team, but uh they're they're not a walk in the park. I'd say they're an average to below average NFL team with some exciting young talent. So Yeah,
0: I see them ranked like in all the power rankings I look at they're like somewhere between like 18 and 14.
1: Yeah, and yeah, that's probably right. So
0: all right. Well, excellent book report and scouting report, Ben. Thank you very much. Uh given your expertise,
1: I'll let you lead off with our projections. What is your predicted score? Um I think we see the more high version of Jaguars. I truly think this will be a uh, kind of a wake-up call for the Dallas Cowboys and I think we uh I think we do handle them. I think this is a I'm not going to say a blowout, but I think this is a 10 to 14 point win. I'm going to say 28 to 17.
2: I like it. I like it. Zach, what are you feeling? It's on track. Uh, I'm thinking something more like 31, actually 31, 17. So I like it. I like it. Did You guys understand me? Wait, my microphone was off. No, No, we heard you. This button does nothing. Okay.
0: (laughs) I am, uh, yeah. You know, I, I know that it's like a super homer thing to do to be like they law, they played like shit this week. They're gonna bounce back next week. But I've seen them do that multiple times now. Um, you know, the the Vikings win was right after the the Green Bay loss. Um, I think that this team. So far, the pattern seems to be that they like play three really good games and then pitch a, a stinker and then play three really good games. So that being the case, uh, I do think they're going to beat Jacksonville pretty handily. I think they'll cover the spread pretty easily. I'm going to go a 28-13 game. I think defense gives up one touchdown, uh, two field goals. Offense pretty easily handles this. I agree with you, Ben. I think the defense gets right. I think that they are. I think they're upset about uh, not not getting any sacks when you know it was a fertile hunting ground out there against the Texans. And uh, given that the key to this whole Jacksonville situation is really Trevor Lawrence, um, I think you see him on the ground a little bit. I think that uh, DQ will dial it up a little bit, and we'll see some pressure on T Dog. So I'm going 28-13.
1: All right. Yeah. Uh, DVOA, so some advanced stats. They're 13th in the NFL right now, um, offensively, 28th defensively. Um, they're a pretty solid run D, pretty, pretty awful pass D. So, this might be a, a good CD lamb day, I would think. So,
0: damn, dude, I would love to see a good CD game. I, uh, you know, I wore my lucky CD jersey this last week. I, I'm thinking that 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 is now cursed. So, I tried to solve the jersey curse equation. I went old school, got a Cowboys jersey of a player no longer on the squad. Got myself a retro Deion Sanders jersey. Now that curses Dion, and uh, he sucks at coaching the Colorado Buffaloes. I apologize to any Colorado listeners, but that's the price. That's that's showbiz, kids. So it is what it is. Um, but I like it, boys. I like it. So. Anything else before we get out of here and put this horrendous win behind us?
2: I get to do my book report.
0: Oh yeah. It's, I guess we, we talked a little bit about the Texans because we played them and then Ben did his. So yes. Zach, fill us in on Atlanta. I haven't heard about them in a while. The How's South my boy Drake my London week. doing? Damn it.
2: However, uh they did announce the use the bye week to announce that they were getting rid of Mariota and moving on. Who's the quarterback now? Skyler, whatever his
0: name is? You're muted now.
1: Desmond Ryder. That's right. Wow.
0: I don't know who that is.
1: Cincinnati's QB from last year.
0: Like the University of Cincinnati? Yeah. Okay, cool. He was drafted, I think. Third round Draft Third round, round.
2: round.
0: yeah. Mm -hmm. Damn, okay. So, young Rook getting
2: a go. King of Atlanta. I like it. Uh, that's about it. It's not going to do a damn thing for their season. It's already they're not making the playoffs, they dropped all the way down to third. Uh, South
1: sucks, yeah, like two games and be first. I'll
2: have to double check, but I mean, they're currently behind the Panthers, and that's just not good.
0: That doesn't inspire any confidence, man. The Panthers, what a that is a sad franchise, bro. Like, they went from like we're we're talking about a team that just a couple years ago they go 15 and 1 with MVP Cam Newton to coaches fired every whole team is shipped out then they get Matt they hire Matt Rule the hottest coaching prospect from the college ranks he like brings in Darnold they go they start 3 and 0 oh. dude i i i watched a youtube video the other day and it, the dude definitely made a good case that like there is a single snap during the Cowboys Panthers game last year where, like, the entire Panthers franchise like flipped on its head. It was like the Panthers were winning that game. Matt Rule looked like a genius. Sam Darnold looked like he had like exercised all his ghosts from New York. Like he was going to be a successful QB in the second act, and then he throws the pick to uh, Trayvon Diggs. And, like, everything falls apart. The pan- the Panthers get mashed. They end up doing the fucking Baker-Mayfield dance for a while. Like, oh, it's ugly, dude. Ugly, ugly team. All right, boys. Well, with that said, is there anything else we want to touch on before we get out of here and get ready for this game against
2: the Jacksonville Jaguars?
1: uh no I'm, I'm just glad they won
2: something andy actually said very early on i want to jump back to him saying that he doesn't see the eagles losing to anyone but us yeah i yeah. could see them losing to the bears really <laughs> wow. i don't think it's likely but yeah like i could see that. that that wouldn't be as mind-blowing as the texans being the cowboys which almost happened <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean again, like like uh, like with the Texans be if the Texans can give that kind of game to the Cowboys and like truly anyone can beat anyone. The Bears they they seem to be to me anyway in that mode where they're just happy to be competitive. Like they do, like every every week it seems to me like Justin Fields has like a career day. They lose, but he looks pretty good, and he's so young, and they're so like, in they're so close to a rebuild in their rearview mirror that they're just like stoked to even be close to beating anybody. So I don't feel like they're like at the level yet where they're gonna beat the Eagles, especially because the Eagles are really rolling right now. Like at the beginning, earlier in the year, like when they beat the Colts, I was like, these guys are vulnerable. Like they, when we played them, even like if we had had Dak and we were in the same zone we were in recently, like last month, I feel like we could have beat the Eagles then. Um, but right now they do seem to be mashing people. So them losing to the Bears would be fucking crazy.
1: But Bears, I would love it. The Bears have one win since the month of September. Just throw that out there. Irrelevant. That is that is
0: stark. That is stark. I was trying to look up.
1: They where... weirdly handled the Patriots in that weird zappy Mac Jones conundrum. Game man what, what, what where does that stand now i haven't kept up with it are, are, it's mac's team they just keep rolling out with mac they, oh, they got okay. rid so of they, Zappy after that yeah really because no, they got rid of him they just they've gone. there was definitely
0: a moment where they were kind of doing the cooper rush thing with zappy where they were like yeah. look man like he's he's earned i mean i love how the jets are pretending that mike white is a franchise quarterback right now like don't get me wrong like that kid from fucking byu sucks and i hate him too but like you cannot think that Mike White is going to be a franchise QB. Like, Mike White wasn't good enough to be on the Cowboys practice squad.
1: (laughs) To Zach's point, though, they did get a bye week, so they got a full week to prepare for the Eagles, and, you know, they had some tough losses. They played the Dolphins really close. They lost by one to the Lions in the final minutes. Yeah, lost by three to the Falcons, but still. And they got
0: smashed by the Jets, and the only, they, Eagles,
1: they, I figured the line would be bigger. It's only nine. I say only because I
0: because they're playing in good. and they're playing in Chicago, so it's mm-hmm. like yeah. That'd be dude if they dude, if the Bears somehow beat them. Oh, that'd be so great. Because then suddenly it's it, it, it gets really interesting. Sunday like,
1: night would be so epic, then. If I mean we I guess be, they could get trap games. I would i give Zach I think the Eagles roll them because That's what seems most likely, but yeah, you never know.
0: Dude, if they lost, so if they, I'm trying to think, if, so if they lost to the Bears, I'm pulling up the,
1: if they lose to the
2: Bears and we win out, we win the division.
1: Is that really how it would work? Let's see. I don't know if we, if we beat them, if we get the tiebreaker over them, to be honest. Uh, If we went
2: out, we, sweep the division uh, we only ah, we only lose once to the eagles and then we would have a better division record than they did because they lost to washington yeah so if we went out
1: oh which that, if that's it, second tiebreaker then yeah you're right so if we, yeah
2: so if we went
0: out and they lose to chicago and obviously to us uh then we win the division and we get the first round by and we have a 38% chance of winning the Super Bowl, and they have a 6% chance of Basically, winning the Basically, we have Bowl.
1: to beat them and then hope they lose to the Bears, Anyone, Saints, or Giants. To anybody, yeah. Who just... Bears, Saints, and Giants maybe could combine rosters, and I'm not sure that they would be favored over the Eagles. Those are some sorry teams.
0: Yeah, it's not a good lineup there, but you do— And I'll say this. I mean, don't get me wrong. The Giants are trash. Do not put it past the Giants to, like, division games are wonky as fuck. Like, do not, I mean, yeah. dude, like the, the commanders have no business be, I mean, beating the Eagles either and they did it. So Danny dimes might pitch the game of his life and fucking go out there and win that shit. So like, it had it out.
1: stinkers too. they had two stinkers against the commanders and Colts and really even the Texans, they pulled away late in that one. Um, But they put up 40, 35, 48, and they could have put up more on the Titans. They called the dogs off. So they're, it's just that's where I see it hard. I just can't see their their offense is so good right now. I could see some Yeah, but I mean like you
0: could have said 25. the same thing about us until that Texans game. You know what I mean? We put up like 40 to 3 against Minnesota and 54 against true. the Colts we, we all this shit scored, like
1: we did still score 27 though. Yeah. With three turnovers, true. So. And we looked
0: like ass. So All right boys. Well, let's uh let's get out of here as always folks thank you so much for taking the time to listen if you like what you heard please feel free to like subscribe leave a comment leave a rating shoot us a tweet uh for as long as twitter is still a, a platform we don't know how long it is before that building burns to the ground uh we'd love to hear from the fans we will be back uh next week to discuss the game against jacksonville into give you the uh frantic preview for the christmas eve showdown of all showdowns uh dallas versus philly so very exciting stuff uh as always i'm andy Catelli, benjamin walker
2: zachary love
0: this has been boys will be boys rest in peace Michael leach take it easy